Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins, and welcome back to another episode of the New Grade Radio Podcast. I've alluded to this a few times now in those first few episodes, but I'm finally coming to it. I'm going to talk to you guys about the anatomy of the emergency department. What are the different areas that are all within ED? This is something that I didn't really know a lot about before starting in ED. Coming from a, a paramedic student that was at uni, um, I've been exposed to quite a lot of EDs in my time coming from the biggest of major trauma centres all the way through to the smallest of regional centres. Uh, I've seen a lot of EDs. Uh, to start with though, like, just keep in mind that no really two EDs are the same. A lot of emergency departments have different resources. A lot of EDs specialise and a lot of hospitals specialise in different things. So for example, the hospital I'm working in at the moment, we cater for nearly everything except for burns, obstetrics and paediatrics. So as you can imagine, there's such a wide gamut of patients that are coming through the doors. Um, so today I'm going to be talking to you guys about the, all the different individual areas uh, within the emergency department itself. So starting off with, let's talk about triage. So whether you're coming through the, the front doors, you're walking through themselves as a patient, or you're coming off of uh, the ambulance, um, the first person that you're going to see is going to be a triage nurse. These triage nurses are exceptionally experienced emergency nurses. They often have many, many, many years of um, working in an emergency department. And because their real job is to be making sure that you pretty much you go up to them and you have probably as a patient, you have about a minute at most really to be talk, trying to say what you've come in for. So these nurses only have a particular amount of characters that they can even type into the computer to get a really quick one-liner about what's happening. From there, that nurse's, that uh, triage nurse's job is to categorise um, how sick this patient really is and, and how quickly they need to be seen and reviewed. Um, so that, that's coming from uh, category one, meaning that this patient is immediately life-threatening and that they need to be immediately seen right now, all the way through to a category five, which is saying someone that, you know, you have a bit of time in order to review this patient. They're not going to be put into a bed space straight away. They're going to sit in the, the uh, waiting area of triage, oh, sorry, of the emergency department itself. So the waiting area before actually going into the unit. Um, and just waiting for a doctor review uh, that could come within, depending how busy that the, the hospital is. Um, so yeah, so that's the first person you see is triage. If you're deemed to be pretty immediately sick, so let's just say that you've the triage nurses and then the, the emergency department's been pre-notified by the HEMS, so the helicopter paramedic, and we've got a category one coming through that's being flown in. Um, or also, uh, that's the same thing for pre-hospital clinicians as well. So the paramedics are, are pre-notifying the ED, saying that we've got a, a big trauma coming in right now. What happens is uh, they, that patient will be, depending on how sick, a lot of the times that they'll be brought in through those front doors uh, and they'll be taken straight into a, a resus area. So the next area I want to talk about is resus. Now, within this ED that I'm working in now, we have a few resus bays. Uh, they're, they're staffed pretty much. You'll have one, again, experienced emergency nurse who'll be looking after each of these. So you'll have one emergency nurse to one of the resource bays. Um, and you'll also have a lot of the, the doctors as well 
they come in really quickly and we all work, they all work as a team in order to be able to, to properly review this patient within a very timely manner and to be able to get the necessary care and interventions involved very quickly. So these are for these category one and category two patients. Um, yes, yeah, so that's excellent. Let's just say that the patient, let's just take a step back and let's just say that the patient is not immediately life-threatening. These patients are usually coming in with um, maybe a fracture that's not got anything, so they're neurovascularly clear, there's no altered sensation, it's just purely a, a limb fracture. Or maybe they've come in for a bit of a cough and cold or um, whatever it could be, something that's more towards the category four, category five end. There's a separate area, so on the other side of the spectrum, these patients may, they'll be wait, made to wait within um, the emergency department waiting area. So you actually have to, you haven't really come through the, uh, the doors in order to the acute area or any other areas just yet. You're purely near the front doors of the emergency department and within a waiting area, it's got TVs and, and vending machines and stuff. Uh, there's a, a particular area that's off of the emergency department as well. We call it ambulatory care. Uh, so AmbCare. This can also be in different hospitals. There can be also another area called Fast Track. I've seen that within other areas where I did my paramedic stuff. Um, that's usually for your, your basic cold, your limb fractures needing to be resetted in calves, uh, casts and stuff like that can, can be there. Um, so ambulatory care, so that's usually staffed by two to three emergency nurses. It's pretty much like a mini GP. Um, the, the patient will come in, they'll come into a particular reviewing room. Um, the doctors will, will see the patient, review the patient. They may be told to wait within ambulatory care area. It's pretty much like a big GP waiting area, to be honest. It's uh, from there the emergency nurses can go, uh, start up and administer some antibiotics, some basic pain relief, wait there for a little bit until they're, again, formally reviewed by that doctor, and then they may be, be sent home. Um, and be told to come back for other follow-up appointments if needed. Um, it's pretty interesting in ambulatory care, to be honest. Like a, one of the main jobs is to be going into that emergency department, into the waiting area after they've been triaged. Uh, you go out there, one of your jobs is to be doing a full set of, of basic obs, getting blood pressures, temperatures, understanding, and, and just elaborating on that story a little bit more. Remember that triage nurse only has a particular amount of characters that they can do, and they're real busy at just trying to really succinctly get that one liner from that patient. And then it's usually that ambulatory care nurse, if they're not deemed to be a category one, two or three, the ambulatory nurse will come out, go within that emergency waiting area, do a full set of OBS, and also just elaborate on that story a bit more. When you elaborate it, that gets documented, and then the doctors in that GP area can then read it a little bit more. A good thing about these ambulatory nurses is that, you're, is that you're able to get a bit more thorough history and if you're concerned and if you think this patient needs to be escalated, you can then, um, after you say, I've taken their blood pressure, I see it as this, I'm concerned for this patient, you then ring through to the, the main area of the emergency department and to your doctors and say, actually, I think this patient needs to be in. Is there a bed space in the acute area? Uh, so you're sort of double checking to make sure this patient's in an appropriate area as well. So that's usually ambulatory care, you're in, in that area. So let's say that you are sick, you, you've, okay, you, you need to be reviewed within the acute area. Acute is the next one I'll talk about. So in the emergency department I'm working in, you've got 25 acute beds. So 
it's broken down into what we have as a red and a yellow section. That's purely saying from bed spaces one to 14, that's the red area, and from 15 to 25, that's yellow. It's just a way of being able to separate the medical staff. So usually the medical team will come on and there'll be a red lot of doctors and you'll also be a yellow set of doctors as well. Um, so in these individual beds, you'll have one uh, emergency nurse, to three patients, so we have a one to three ratio. Uh, in the acute area, again, you need to be, you go in, you get your basic set of vitals from the patient, you elaborate on that history even more. Most of the patients you'll come in, so you'll get them in a gown, you'll get a, a vital sign survey, you do your primary survey, all that sort of stuff. A lot of the time you're doing an ECG, you're putting in a cannula and you're taking bloods. So you've done a full history of this patient, you're doing that, and the next thing that will come in will be the doctors will come in, uh, and they'll also do a full thorough review. So these doctors are coming in and again asking, they're doing a full head to toe themselves a lot of the time, they're um, just going into real more depth about why the patient's here, and getting more of a history of their medical conditions and what medications that they're on. And that, so this is the area, so acute is the area that you'd probably think of as being the emergency department. So this is where cannulas, catheters, all of the medications, all that sort of stuff, they're, they're reviewed within that time period. And keep in the back of your mind, so where I've come from in intensive care, it's more about the prolonged stay, I guess, of patients in, in ICU. So they're there for a little while. They've got all the equipment around you at your disposal in order to care for this patient. Within the emergency department, yes, you do have a, a lot of equipment and stuff like that, but it's a matter of rapidly stabilising this patient and then getting them off to the appropriate care that they need to go to. So these patients in the acute area, the, uh, the vast majority of the time, they're, they're there within for pretty much only about a four hour period. Uh, there are times where it prolongs, but uh, that's it. I guess that's one thing about the emergency department that does significantly differ to other areas within the hospital. Within the emergency department, uh, it is sort of like a, a time stamp that you're trying to get the patient reviewed, seen and gone home or to a ward within a four hour period. Four hours is that magic number that we work by. So again, hopefully we're getting the patient in, getting them reviewed, getting the medications and stuff that they need and getting them out within a four hour time period. Let's say that we can't get them um, to a ward within that four hours. What happens next? So that's when they get pushed on to another area um, called short stay. So short stay, uh, you'll have one nurse to roughly about four or five patients. Um, it is like a mini ward. Um, you, you, the patients have already been seen by the medical doctors, they've already been fully reviewed, and this patient may be here just so we can keep them for a little bit more of an investigation, making sure that the medications are all working, um, maybe it's purely because there's just no beds on the ward at the moment, but we need, a, we need an acute bed space to come up to be reviewed by a patient. So we stick them into this other area called short stay. The observations wise, the doctors will indicate to us as nurses how often that the patient want, needs to be reviewed. A lot of the time these patients are reviewed pretty much fourth hourly. So you're not getting hourly obs, you're just getting fourth hourly, making sure the patient's comfortable before they head off to that next section in their journey um, in, in the hospital. There's also another section that's, I'm not quite sure if it's uh, formally known as that, but we all call it the toxicology area. This is an area that's inside of short stay. 
um, there are five bed spaces. And what makes it the sort of toxicology area is that the, all of the five bed spaces are highly visible to the nurse at the nursing station. You'll have one nurse stationed out in this toxicology area. This is usually, because it's such a visual area, this is usually where you put the patients who have come in uh, for exactly as the name suggests, toxicological reasons. A lot of the time these patients will come in of overdoses of medications, come in those patients that are highly intoxicated, they're not safe to go home yet and they just need to sleep it off. Uh, that's where the patient will be put to as well. So, And also uh, a large amount of mental health patients will, will come out to this area as well. Um, and a lot of the time it also involves not only the mental health, but it can also involve self-harm as well as uh, ingesting illicit substances. Those patients will be out there. And again, a lot of the time it's about fourth hourly OBS or pretty much using your clinical judgment as a nurse as to how often you need to review the patient. But a lot of these patients are, are there to really be sleeping off the effects of what they've done. Um, so that short stay. Um, what are the other things I could talk about? I think there's only two more things I need to talk about. So mental health, I talked about in the last, on the previous episode to this one. It's a particular area. So it's uh, in this mental health area, we're able to, um, you pretty much have two nurses that work in that area. You only have two separate large areas. There's a big mirror or a big glass window that you sit and there's also security cameras inside as well. So there's a little monitor that you can see all the areas of the, the area itself. You've got a few bed spaces in that mental health area that, you can, that patients can go and have a sleep on the bed. Uh, you've got some TVs in there as well, but it's all a locked area. There's other rooms in these areas where the mental health clinicians sit down in a nice safe environment and talk to the patient and review them. But pretty much you've got a uh, maximum of eight patients, four in each of the different areas. Um, and our job as a nurse is to make sure that the, each patient is being um, sighted visually 15 minutely. Um, that they're having a minimum of every six hourly OBS because a lot of the time these patients have already been medically cleared um, and we're purely just waiting for the patient to be going off to a ward or to be formally reviewed or maybe to go home. Um, but also in this area it's making sure, again, you're making sure that they're feeling heard, making sure that they're, they're not escalating in any way and keeping up with regular medications if needed. And I guess the only other area of, of the emergency department, I'm not, it's not really a formal area of ED, but it's right off ED, and that's imaging. Um, so you have your x-ray and your CT are literally within steps of being of the emergency department itself. And that's because, as you can imagine, that's probably the vast majority of the time that the patients are going to be x-rayed or need a CT is coming through those doors of the emergency department. So uh, a patient within the acute area can come be transferred from that bed space, get an x-ray and be back, literally by the time it would take me to go off and draw up some antibiotics. Um, so it's really, really quick. Uh, that's if you think I can draw up antibiotics quick. So that's not really saying much, <laughs> um, But anyway, guys, that's, uh, that is the anatomy of the emergency department in a nutshell. Uh, and that's a bit of a recap of, of how the, what the nurses really do in those areas as well. So if you have any questions, guys, don't hesitate to send me a message on the Facebook page of Newgate Radio Podcast. And I'll talk to you very soon.